Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is March 19th, 2023. You know what we're going to do? We're going to let the music play. Let's go. Here we go. guys how's everybody doing out there today like i said sunday march 19th god bless already halfway more than halfway through the month how's everybody doing out there today on this weird weird wild wacky uh it's weird weird and wacky wild cold the hell okay i'm gonna preface this by saying you guys know i'm in florida so whatever that's like in the 50s. Ooh. Ooh. It's March, man. It's spring break. Come on. We're supposed to be like at the beach. Too cold. Drink me some whiskey. And <laughs> like being cold or hot is going to make a difference if I drink that, right? Anyway. <sighs> Made me a nice little old-fashioned here with some wild turkey rare breed bourbon. A little bite to it. Mm. I had to make a nice strong drink because... Uh, I got some shit for you guys today. Let me tell you what. Before we get into all of that, let's get into the business here. Let's talk about our next sponsor, Christian Lawson Watches. Don't forget to check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout. Get 30% off your purchase price. Guys, ChristianLawson.com. Promo code DTOM. Check them out. Buy some stuff. Please. (laughs) Please. And uh, like I've said this time and time again, guys, if you're on social media, check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker, as long as Ticker Talker is still around at Don't Tread on America, and uh, on the Twitter machine at DTOM underscore 1775, and if you want to follow me, it's PCGC, 
underscore 1775. And guys, like always, if you're not on social media, that's fine. Check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. That's our website, owned and operated by yours truly, the purveyor of all detomistics. Oh. But check us out there. You can subscribe to the website. I won't spam you. You might get some blogs when I do them occasionally. I, 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 like I have time to do those all the time, but nonetheless. And uh, from there, you can email the show if you have any questions or concerns or information you want to pass my way from the area in which you are listening to this from and uh we'll see what we can do if you guys want to be a part of the show that's the best place to do it from also um whatever podcast app you're listening to this on guys please subscribe to the show follow us if it's apple google samsung free um podbeam stitcher spotify iheart wherever you're at check us out follow us there and if those any of those uh, podcast apps have a rating system, if you guys could please give us a five-star. And if you want to leave any comments or anything there, you are more than welcome to, as long as they're good, because I don't want to have to hunt you down, because I will. But uh, in all seriousness, I'll, I'll find you. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. All right, guys, I'll talk to you again. Oh, wait, that's not the end of the show. No, okay, we're still at the beginning. All right. What are we going to talk about today? Okay, so you guys may have saw this. You saw this? You may have seen this? You may have seen this on Friday. I did not see this prior to doing the show Friday. And uh, therefore, that's why I didn't talk about it, because it was after the fact. But nonetheless, here we go. Trump, ex-president Trump, maybe possibly future President Trump, to be arrested Evidently, by Tuesday of this week. Um, evidently, it was a leaked, quote-unquote, from the uh, New York District Attorney's Office. And Trump's people found out about it. And he went on Twitter or True Social or wherever and, and talked about it. This is uh, Dan Abrams off of uh, News Nation. And uh, this is what he has to say about it. Now, mind you, he's not a big fan of Trump, so. Yes, potentially charging the former president for an incident that occurred almost seven years ago, and it's minor stuff, falsifying business records by claiming that the $130,000 payoff to Daniels for keeping quiet about their affair was actually for legal expenses. Now, the DA might try to elevate the crime to a felony, by claiming the intent to defraud included an intent to commit or conceal a second crime. And that one being a violation of New York state election law. They would argue that the payoff was done to protect his campaign and effectively became an improper donation. Putting aside how long ago this happened, putting aside the fact that the Manhattan DA's office under a different DA examined this case in 2018 and decided not to move forward with it, Putting aside the fact that this new DA, Alvin Bragg, was in office for over a year before he seemed to suddenly become interested in this old case. Put all that aside. It also could be a really hard legal case. This effort at making it a felony would be a novel legal theory and proving that the payment was made for the purposes of protecting the campaign as opposed to, say, protecting him from his wife Melania finding out would be difficult. Other prosecutors have failed in similar efforts in campaign finance cases. And this was not even a New York state election. 
It was a federal election. So I'm not sure that law is even applicable. But furthermore, their star witness would have to be Michael Cohn, a convicted felon who pled guilty to eight crimes, including making false statements. We know Cohn was one of the final witnesses testifying in front of the grand jury today. He spoke to reporters before he went in. This is all about accountability. He needs to be held accountable for his dirty deeds. Now, when you're talking about charging the former president of the United States, you should have a big and clean case. And this is neither. The sentence, even if Trump was convicted of even the felony, could mean no jail time, none. But there's also the political side of this. Why is DA Alvin Bragg suddenly so interested in this case now? Not the tax evasion or bank fraud cases, which had been the big ones his office had been investigating for years. Could it be related to the fact that his this newfound interest coincided with one of his former deputies coming out with a book criticizing Bragg for not bringing charges in the tax and bank fraud cases? Could it be that D.A. Bragg feared the political wrath of New York liberals furious that he shied away from charges? So he wanted something to show them? It sure feels that way. And with all this in mind, there's one more political effect that liberals who are already celebrating this seemingly imminent announcement should be mindful of. An old, difficult, and politically fraught case brought by a liberal Manhattan DA will absolutely help Donald Trump politically. So, I mean, here's the thing. And I've got a couple of different news you know, national news media people and their their ideas, and I have some articles and I have some facts. Now, the question, like he said, why now? Is it because of the guy's book? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? Back in February, they've all the this particular DA all but dismissed the idea of even moving forward with this case because there's no number one. There's really no there there. Okay, you're going to take the word of a, a porn star that may or may not be lying. You, you're taking the words of a convicted felon that was convicted of lying. And I'm going to go through some of the details of those two cases. And, <clears throat> and not to mention, if, if you want to take nothing out, <laughs> nothing else more of this, Let's assume, let's just say for shits and giggles, that, that, tr- that whatever they're saying is true. Let's just say it's true. Trump paid her 130 grand. Cohen wasn't lying. Stormy wasn't lying. Trump's a, a big piece of shit. Let's just assume all of that's the case. Okay? Here's the deal. So you have a, a, a porn star. In regard, I don't care. Whatever. She's a porn star. Who cares? Who cares what her profession is? She's already gone through three different types of cases involving this situation. She's won some and she's lost some. And, I, and I, I'll go through the details here in a second. You have Michael Cohen, who on December 12th of 2018 was sentenced to three years in federal prison, ordered to pay a $50,000 fine after pleading guilty, guilty for tax evasion and campaign finance violations. Essentially, he's trying to now blame this on Trump. But like I said, let's assume 
All of that's true. Okay? In the in New York, like this, these are all misdemeanors at this point. And like he said, even if they bump it up to a uh, felony, the statute of limitations for the for the misdemeanors is two years. The statute of limitations for the for the uh, felony is five years. Okay, all of this took place back in 2016. Allegedly, took place. I should say, if. Like I said, if all of what she and Michael Cohen are saying are true, 2018 would have been your statute of limitations on the on the misdemeanor, and 2021 would have been your statute of limitations on the, the felony. So why, seven years after the fact, or I guess it would have been October of 16, so let's just call it six and a half years, after the fact, are you even worried about this? And I'll tell you why. After these brief messages from our new sponsor. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it has nothing to do with Trump being guilty, Trump being arrested, Trump being this, Trump being that. It has nothing to do with that. Trump will not be arrested, quote unquote. He's not going to get the cuffs slapped on him. He's not going to be perped walked. This is what possibly is going to happen. He may show up in New York at the grand jury, because he's been invited to testify. Doesn't mean he has to. There's no arrest warrant. And I'm, I love getting on Twitter and seeing all the, well, if he does this, and if DeSantis does that, and they can't make him do this, and they can't make him do that, whatever. In my opinion, take it for what it's worth, Trump is just as well to go, because with him coming out saying that he's probably going to get arrested on Tuesday. He's going to have to show up. Because he doesn't want to make it look like he's bull bullshitting. Okay? And you're going to have a lot of factors here. You could very well have some crazy fucking situation where you have a J6 type situation in New York City. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not suggesting that happens. But it could and that could be his reasoning behind saying, I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday. This is unprecedented, so we can't say it won't happen. But if, um, what's the DA's name? Bragg, right? If he has half a brain, which one would assume he does, he's not going to actually arrest him. He's not going to get the, like if you, depending on, I shouldn't even say depending on who you, who you watch, all news media, saying that there's a possibility. And, of course, if it's CNN or MSNBC, it's a guarantee. But whatever, they're all saying there's a possibility that he gets cuffed, perp-walked, fingerprinted. They're trying to work out the details with the Secret Service for all these things to be able to happen. I'm telling you right now, that will not happen. You will not see him handcuffed. You will not see him perp-walked. You might, you might see him show up with his Secret Service and walk in you're, even if they do fingerprint him, which they won't because he would technically have to be arrested for that to happen. That has nothing to do with this. He's been invited to the grand jury to testify. Here's the thing. He doesn't have to go. There's no subpoena. There's no, 
you need to show up. You don't have to go. Number one, number two, if he goes, the whole point of this is to take your attention off of other things. And I'm going to get into those other things in a second. And here's why. I'm going to go ahead and read the, the crux of this situation. Okay. And just for anyone out there that might argue the fact that I'm reading a Fox News article or getting something from uh, QAnon or some bullshit like that, this is from Wikipedia. So take it for what it's worth. If you're, I know Wikipedia has its moments. I like to use Wikipedia for the fact that there's no argument that it's right leaning. Okay. So on January 12th of 2018, the Wall Street Journal reported that on October 16th, I'm sorry, on October of 2016, just prior to the 2016 presidential election, that Michael Cohen, the lawyer for then president, uh, president and presidential candidate, or no, 16, he was presidential candidate, Trump arranged a payment of $130,000 to pornographic film star Stormy Daniels um, to stop her disclosing an affair that she um, she and Trump allegedly had in 20, uh, 2006. Daniels had signed the NDA at first. Cohen denied Trump had... a. Now, Cohen denied Trump had alleged the affair and sought to suppress allegations based on the NDA, but, the month, but a month later publicly acknowledged making the payment. Besides the allegations of the affair itself, the uh, acknowledgement... Acknowledged payment raised legal and ethical questions as to whether the payment violated federal campaign laws. Either because the payment was not duly disclosed as a campaign contribution or because campaign funds may have been used toward the payment, on February 13, Cohen said that he paid the money out of his own pocket, not as a campaign contribution, and neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign reimbursed him, uh, him for making it. On April 5th, Trump said he had no knowledge of Cohen's payment, but on the 26th of April admitted for the first time that Cohen represented him in the Stormy Daniels deal. On May 2nd, Trump's new lawyer, Giuliani, Giuliani, said that Trump had reimbursed Cohen for the payment. Okay. So, let's assume Trump did what he, that he banged this chick. Whatever. Let's also assume that Cohen, on his own merit, said, you know, we need to cover, you know, I'm going to cover this up for you. Because that's kind of what these types of lawyers do. They cover up their clients' mistakes. Okay? Um, <clears throat> let's say it took it to, upon his own fruition to do this. I'm just, I'm just alleging and I'm assuming, I'm not saying this is what happened. Trump may or may not have known about it. And even if he did, and even if Cohen did it, Cohen wasn't his his campaign lawyer. He was his personal, uh, I'm Donald Trump, the, the guy that everyone knows, not as president's lawyer. So whether Trump banged this chick or not, and whether Cohen paid her off or not, if he paid her out of his own pocket, and if Trump paid him back, even if the Trump organization, the company, paid him back, that has nothing to do with Trump, the presidential candidate. I mean, realistically. 
say what you want, how scummy it may be and dirty and he's cheated behind his wife's back. Whatever, that's that's between him and God. That's that's that has nothing to do with being a president or not being a president or whatever. Okay. So in August of 2018, Cohen pleaded guilty to eight criminal charges, including campaign finance violations for the Daniels payment, which is crazy because he pleaded guilty for that. It's not like he was found guilty. He said, yep, I did it. So before I read on, well, let me read this little part here. He stated under oath that he paid her in coordination with the direction of a candidate for federal office. Cohen was sentenced three years later in federal prison, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We know Cohen's a liar, but let's just say he pleaded guilty. He, he sacrificed his career essentially by pleading guilty, right? He was disbarred. He went to jail, whatever. Why then in 2018 as president Trump, (laughs) all the times they wanted to, um, to, uh, impeach him over the Russian hoax and all the other bullshit, they could have got him. Let's assume all this shit is true. They could have got him on that. He could have been impeached on that. So why didn't they do that? Why is it? You have to ask the question when these things happen, why is it magically that we're going to worry about this five six, seven years after the fact. Why? So Daniels filed three lawsuits against Trump and or Cohen. The first lawsuit, she argued the NDA was invalid. She won the lawsuit, though it was dismissed after Trump and Cohen agreed not to enforce it. A California court subsequently ordered Trump to pay 44000 to reimburse her legal fees. She lost the second lawsuit in which she argued she was defamed and was ordered to pay almost 300000 in legal fees. And in the third lawsuit, she claimed that Cohen colluded with her previous attorney, Keith Davidson, against her interest when he negotiated the payment. The lawsuit did not name Trump as a defendant. So, did he pay her? Did he not pay her? Did Trump have nothing to do with it? Was it between Cohen and her lawyer? Not to mention you got Michael Avenatti, who was also her lawyer, who's in prison right now for some fuckery. I mean, you got a bunch of fucking lying-ass sacks of shits. Forget about who Trump is and what his what his extracurricular affairs are. Forget about Stormy Daniels being a porn star. Forget about those two people. In my opinion, I think, this is what I think. Take it for what it's worth. I think Trump banged this chick. For whatever reason, he fucked a porn star. Cool. Good on you. Personally, if I'm Donald Trump and I'm married to Melania, Why? But that's, that's not my business, okay? So let's assume that Trump and, and Stormy Daniels did whatever. I don't think it has, other than the act of what they did, I don't think it has anything to do with them. I think this is all about the lawyers. I think lawyer A found, found out and talked to lawyer B. They tried to work out a scenario of making payment. I, I, lawyers are scummy pieces of shit. And I think this is all about them. Trump's accounting firm, uh, Mazars, provided his tax returns and related documents to the Manhattan District Attorney at the time with Cyrus Vance. 
Following the outcome of the Supreme Court's Trump versus Vance ruling in 21, the potential liability of Trump and other potential charges against Cohen arising for the payments to Daniels had not been determined and resolved, although internal reports believe there was uh, or said there was reason to believe Trump's campaign had knowingly violated campaign finance laws. The FEC abandoned all inquiries into the payment into Daniels. Boom. Mic drop. Your prior district attorney, prior to um, the do this there now, Bragg, prior to him being there, Cyrus Vance was, was more of a pit bull on the situation. They dismissed it. They dropped the fucking investigation. For whatever reason, they dropped it. Now, you're past the point of no return. So you have to ask the question, like I said, why? Why now? Okay? Um, and I, you know, there's another uh, article. This was from Friday. Authorities prepping for possible Trump indictment over Stormy Don, uh, Daniels' hush money, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see what this one is. Stormy Daniels' settlement at heart of potential anyway. DA indictment to violate campaign laws. FEC expert says, like I just said, Federal Election Commission stopped the investigation two years ago when they could have done it and it's still been in in the realm of uh, you know possibility of, of being prosecuted now you're past the point of no return you can't go back so like I said you have to ask the question why why is this happening now so, you know, instead of chasing unicorns, how about we go after some actual criminals? As crazy as that may sound. Um, let me see. I got something here I wanted to talk about before I went into that. So the funny thing is, is talking about campaign contributions being used illegally. So you have to ask the question, how come when with all this going on with Trump and whatever, whatever. The DNC, this this broke, this was actually last year, and we didn't talk about it, no one talked about it. We just kind of like, whatever. The DNC and the Clinton campaign agreed to a steel dossier, dossier funding fine. So the Clinton campaign hired, we've, we talked about this, hired Perkins Coie, which hired Fusion GPS, a research and intelligence firm, to conduct opposition research on Republican candidate Donald Trump ties to Russia, right? But on FEC forms, the campaign, the Clinton campaign, classified the spending as legal services. Now, they admitted to the, the Clinton campaign, admitted to lying, right? So how come they just got to find no bubbles, no troubles? Granted, may have been past the limit of statutes I don't know but now we're going to go after Trump seven years after the fact now seems like a right time or does it have to do with all the Hunter Biden stuff that's really starting to bubble up to the top and not even so much the Hunter Biden this isn't breaking news right Hunter Biden's a piece of shit it's the other Bidens involved so Last October, just this past October, right? Hunter Biden linked real estate firm got at least, at least 
100 million from Russian oligarchs. Okay, we heard about that, right? The real estate company with ties to the first son, Hunter Biden, received more than 100 million from a Russian billionaire for property investments across the U.S. that date back to a decade. The hefty cash injections into Rosemont Realty um, came from Elena Bertrana, one of Russia's wealthiest women, the widow of former mayor of Moscow. We talked about this before. And close ally of Moscow tyrant, of Moscow tyrant, of Vladimir Putin. Okay, whatever. Oh, that's Hunter Biden. That has nothing to do with Joe. Okay. Let me let you guys in on a little secret. And I know I'm speaking to the choir and I know you guys aren't idiots. But Hunter Biden is half a moron. And that's when he's not smoking crack or fucking his nieces or his brother's wife. You know, dead brother's wife. He is only who he is because his last name is Biden. And, of course, it was great when dad was a VP because he was he was able to do, do the things he did prior to 2020 flying under the radar. So from 20, 2008, 2009, let's call it, when uh, Obama took office up until the end of 2016, he was able to fly on a, I didn't even know who the fuck Hunter Biden was. I barely, you, you probably barely knew who Joe Biden was, let alone his family, right? Because vice presidents, you don't really hear a whole lot about. So Hunter Biden, as a grown-ass man, used his father's name, not even so much that Biden... To us, we don't think of the vice president as being anybody special, right? I mean, realistically, look at the way the media treats um, Kamala. And, and no diss on her, no diss on Biden. It's every, every vice president you've seen. There's not a whole lot of... We, as the Americans, who they are, our vice presidents, we don't feel a whole lot of one way or the other about those vice presidents. I, I, I guarantee you, you go through and name... <laughs> The last 10 presidents and you on the average person on the street probably won't even be able to name who the vice president was. Really. And uh, but Biden, Hunter Biden, the the other countries, China and Ukraine and whoever else. See Biden, they know who this person is. As the vice president and I would say this is probably more so prior to Kamala because I don't even know what the fuck she's doing. Your vice president kind of worked hand-in-hand with your secretary of state. And your secretary of state's kind of like your lead diplomat. Like you have ambassadors for whatever countries, right? And those people are, you might have the ambassador of England, ambassador of this per, this country and that country, whatever. And those people are kind of your first line of defense when it comes to striking deals of some sort. Um, if they're not able to do it, you probably send in the Secretary of State, then the Vice President, and then if it still can't be done, that's when the President shows up. It's all basically a big business deal, essentially. So, as Hunter Biden, he his name just being the name held a lot of weight when it comes to other countries and influence. So, regardless... Of this, this uh, hundred million dollars coming from a Russian billionaire to Hunter Biden, you know damn well that a chunk of that 
went to to daddy, you know. Um, and then you fast forward, and that was that was last year when it finally came out, even though it happened in 2012. You have this. Now, this is today. This is off of Maria Bartiroma's show on Fox. She has um, some dude on her now. What the 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 congressman from Kentucky? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. So excuse me. Hush money payments made but just, seven I'm gonna let this play here for a second. In 2016, drink some whiskey. On the Truth social social media app this weekend, President <sighs> Trump indicating he will be arrested this Tuesday. This happening just days after blockbuster new details of suspicious bank transactions. And I think that's the key. So let me pause this real quick. So like she just said, he came out in True Social saying he's going to be arrested. This is on the heels of what she's talking about right now. Communist China. On Thursday, House Oversight Committee Chairman Kentucky Congressman James Comer revealed that in March Comer, of 2017, a firm affiliated with CEFC China Energy transferred $3 million to an entity associated with the Biden family partner, Rob Walker. Then in the following three months, more than $1 million of that money was distributed to members of the Biden family in small increments, including to Hunter Biden, the president's brother, James Biden, and his daughter-in-law, Hallie Biden, all receiving payouts. Questions are also arising this morning over the identity of one account labeled simply Biden, or the big which guy. received a total of $70,000 in four installments during that time. In a statement to Fox News, a spokesperson for Hunter Biden's legal team played it all down, saying in part, the account so dramatically listed by Representative Comer belonged to, his, to Hunter, to his uncle, and to Haley, nobody else. For more on this investigation into the Biden family's business dealings and to the expected Trump indictment this week, is the House Oversight Committee Chairman, Congressman James Comer. Congressman, thanks very much for being here this morning. Good morning. Uh, do you have any comment about Trump potentially being indicted on Tuesday? Well, it's very odd uh, that this would come out just the very next day after I revealed bank records, which showed that the Biden family, the president in particular, hasn't been truthful uh, with respect to his family receiving payments directly from the Chinese Communist Party. So it almost looks like it's a, an effort to detract. But at the very least, it's another example of two-tier system of justice. Look, we've been looking into these uh, classified documents. We saw the, the FBI raided Mar Largo for, for one set of supposedly mishandled classified documents, but yet Joe Biden's had at least five different locations of mishandled classified documents, and they give him days and days to go in and clean up with his attorney. So this looks to me like it's another example of a two-tier system of justice at the DOJ. So, Congressman, let's go through some of those bank records. This is really the first batch of bank records you were able to get because they've been stonewalling you. Are there more? There are many more, Maria. This is one deal. We think there are as many as 11 more deals. Uh, now, we don't know what those deals are. Uh, what the Bidens, you know, in, in the beginning, the White House denied having any uh, knowledge or the fact that their family was involved in any sort of way, shape, or form with the CCP, but now we have bank records that reveal otherwise. Uh, we don't know what the Bidens did in return for this money. Uh, the lawyer said that it was seed capital for a business. We haven't been able to find a business, Maria. Uh, we're going to have an opportunity to ask people about that that were closely aligned with the Biden. That's what, when you're in a mob, that's what they call a shell company, guys. 
family. We've talked to them privately. I'm not going to reveal what they say privately, but uh, very soon they'll either be uh, talking to everyone in the form of a deposition or even better in a, in a committee hearing. But right now it looks like uh, the Biden family just pocketed this money. Uh, this is one deal. We have 11 more to go, and I'm pretty confident we'll be getting more bank records in very soon. Okay, so yay. We're going to have a committee. We're going to have depositions. We're going to have people testifying. Big deal. Who gives two flying fucks? Who? <laughs> I got, I got, what do I got here? What's this here? So I've got um, a couple more things on this on this whole situation, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get away from all of this bullshit because, as we are well aware, if you pay a little bit of attention, whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, a Independent, a Libertarian, whatever, these committees do nothing. J6, nothing, which there was nothing there. Uh, the whole Fauci situation, nothing. So what's going to come of this? Let's assume, let's just say for shits and giggles, that everything that we heard about, <laughs> hold on, real quick, this is not breaking news, right? This is March, March of 2023, right? Right? We we can agree that this is March 19, 2023, right? Cool. Look at the counter. Yeah. Okay. March. Three years ago, <laughs> we heard all of this shit from who? Who did we hear all this shit from? Your business partners with Hunter and Jim Biden, Joe Biden's son and brother. Correct. Both of them. Hunter Biden has received some coverage for his art. I call it the Biden family because, as you know, it's been well, well, I say well documented, you well documented it, but I met with Joe multiple times. Yes. And now, subsequent to the election, he's now the sitting president of the United States, but there are hundreds of data points that Joe Biden was acting in, uh, in a capitalistic term, I would say the chairman. The chairman of J.P. Morgan doesn't take eight meetings down with the People, you know, analyzing companies. The chairman serves a purpose, right? He's a figurehead. He shows up in meetings, shakes hands, advises, you know, has faith in his team. Effectively, that was Joe Biden's role in the Biden family business ventures and uh, around the world. And not just my venture. I met with him uh, um, multiple times. Um, I think it was the Daily Mail that made a recording public where Joe Biden reaches out to um, Hunter Biden in December 2018 after the New York Times had published a extensive article on CFC Chairman Yi and how they were deploying billions of dollars around the world with different governance, ba governments basically acting as the capitalistic arm of One Belt, One Road. So I'd like um, to play that voicemail. This is from the sitting president of the United States. This is from Joe Biden to his son, Hunter. Hey, Palestine, it's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. I just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least it's been on online, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. I mean, that's it. That's staggering. The sitting president of the United States, but that's Joe Biden in his own voice, telling the American people, I was always well aware of the business ventures my family was involved in. So there you go. That was Tony Bobolinsky. Three years ago, when Tucker Carlson broke this news, three years ago, 
So you have to ask the question, much like the Trump situation, why are we talking about this now? This is not breaking news. This is not, <laughs> this is essentially news of the obvious. I don't have the, 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 the sound up, so whatever. <sighs> Trump fucked a porn star. Who gives a shit? His lawyer paid her off. His lawyer and her lawyer colluded to pay them off. What the fuck ever? That was six fucking years ago. Pardon my French, but I'm fired up because here we go. We're getting into the shit. And I'm going to tell you exactly why all of this shit is happening on Friday. Even though today's Sunday, I'm telling you why all this shit broke on Friday. Why? Why did all this shit break on Friday? And why is Trump being arrested, quote unquote, on Tuesday? Trump, I love how the news media, whoever you watch, I don't give a fuck who you watch, but I love... This is what happens when I drink whiskey and I get fired up on a subject. You're going to love it because here we go. We're getting into the shit. <laughs> no matter who you watch on the news, this is why all of this stuff happened on Friday. You ready? Trump is guilty of whatever for fucking a porn star and his lawyers paying bitches off and doing this and doing that, whatever. Fox and Newsmax and News Nation and the right-leaning media is going to tell you, oh, it's just a cover-up to get your attention off of the Biden situation, okay? Then CNN is going to propagate the Trump situation to get your mind off the Biden situation. So CNN, MSNBC, the left-leaning news is going to sit there. I don't sit there and say mass media or, or whatever they call it. Uh, there's right-leaning, left-leaning, period. You Left-leanings, MSNBC, CNN, um, NBC, ABC, CBS, left-leaning, right-leaning, Fox, uh, Newsmax, News Nation, AON, I don't think they're in existence, but those are your right-leaning. So your right-leaning is going to say, the reason you're hearing about Trump's situation is because they're trying to take your mind off of the Biden situation. Okay? And I'm going to tell you the reason all of those news medias are, are talking about this bullshit is to take your mind off of what is really going on. <sighs> I've said on this show, God knows how many times, when the news of the obvious is breaking, and, <laughs> and I say breaking because most of us, people like us that listen to podcasts, whether you listen to this, well, obviously, you're listening to this podcast if you're hearing my voice. But if you listen to this along with whoever else, and I'm not talking about your your mainstream podcast. I'm not talking about even like, okay, I've told you guys before. I listen to Poso. I listen to Bongino. I listen to Tim Pool. Guarantee you, I haven't listened to our Friday shows because I was off the weekend and I don't listen to podcasts. I drink whiskey and hang with my wife. Pardon me. <laughs> and do research for you guys. Because I got a banger of shows. I also listen to Tripoli. I have a banger of shows coming up for my uh, vacation. Anyway. Um, what was I saying? What was I going to say? Oh. Um, they, those guys, so they'll talk about this. They're going to talk about Trump being arrested. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. They'll talk about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Jim Biden and Haley Biden and Biden Biden and whoever Biden and Biden Biden this and Biden Biden that. They're going to talk about that. I, I haven't listened to their Friday shows, but I guarantee you 
That's what they talked about. As a matter of fact, hold on. Let me let me let me just do this real quick. Let me get on my phone here. Let me go to my podcast, McGillicuddy's. Okay, here's here's Poso Friday. Congress reveals three million transfer from CCP to Biden. Okay, let's go to Bongino on Friday. Uh, raccoon dogs did it. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Oh, that was about COVID. Okay, so let's go to Tim Pool Friday. Uh, he didn't do a show Friday, so there you go. Um, let's go Ruben Report. These are different ones. I, I don't always listen to Ruben. Nothing against him, but, you know, whatever. Uh, he's talking about si- Silicon Valley Bank. You need to step up your game, Ruben. That was like three days ago. Um, Glenn Beck, what did he talk about on Friday? Uh, Biden is China's puppet, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you get it. So even if you listen to a right-wing podcast, whoever that is, I don't listen to Rogan, so I can't get on there and say, oh, Rogan talked about whatever, whatever. In my opinion, I think a lot... Now, don't get me wrong. I like listening to the guys I just told you. But they've got to be smarter than me. Who am I? Right, I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I make 100% of absolute dog shit doing this podcast for you guys. Not one mother effing penny is, is put in my pocket for doing this podcast. I do this for, well, I do this to get my voice out. <laughs> Not because I'm egotistical and I feel like my voice needs to be heard. I, I have issues, Okay. I'll be the first to admit, I have issues, okay? Uh, I probably suffer from some PTSD. I suffer some from, from depression. I, I suffer from symptoms, okay? I can admit that. The whiskey helps. My wife helps. My kids help. And God love them all, okay? This podcast is a way for me to vent my frustrations, whether... Five people hear it, a thousand people hear it. Granted, we're growing by leaps and bounds. But I'm not beholden to anybody. I don't have, I mean, I have my little sponsors, which you buy something, I get money. But whatever, whatever. I'm not sponsored by anyone of any consequence that, excuse me, that are going to pull sponsorship away from me. And therefore, I'm not going to make money from them. Okay? This is a hobby for me. So I feel vindicated in the fact that I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. And that's where you guys benefit. Okay? And I'm not trying to toot my own horn or, or give you some fluff and bullshit. I'm telling you the truth in podcasting. Even in podcasting. Okay? No matter who you listen to. If you listen to whoever, if they have a sponsor, if they're if they're somewhat of a quote unquote professional podcast, okay, you could tell that this is not a professional podcast. Podcast, although my sound is great, I've got everything dialed in. I think I sound just as well, if not better, than your quote unquote popular podcast. I don't have engineers. I don't have anybody in the studio. It is me, myself, and I. Okay. So, what I'm trying to tell you is this. Your quote-unquote mainstream or popular or whatever podcast have sponsors. Whoever those sponsors are. 
those guys and gals get paid to do podcasts. The ones I just told you, Poso, Bongino, Tim Pool, Beck, those guys make their money from their sponsors. Now, Bongino has a nationally syndicated radio show. Beck has a uh, national syndicated radio show. Uh, Bongino's on Fox. Poso is a professional podcaster. Pool is a professional podcaster. Ruben, these people are, prof that's how they make their money. The reason I listen to, to Sam Tripoli is because he's a comedian. He's like-minded. He, he can live without doing the podcast, right? You understand what I'm saying? He, his life will not determine whether or not his podcast gets canceled or not. Same here. I don't make any money off this, so I can say these things. I don't have to dwell on the fact that Trump might be arrested. We know that's not going to happen. Biden might be impeached and go to jail and Hunter. We know that's not going to happen. As much as we might, as, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, as much as you want Biden to go to jail or you want Trump to go to jail, we know those things are not going to happen. So you have to ask your question. Don, get to the point. I'm getting there. That's my alter ego. Why are we even talking about this? Do you guys remember? We're going to get to the shit right now. Do you guys remember? Last year, we talked about it on this show. Executive Order 14067. Do you guys remember us talking about that? Anybody? Bueller? No? All right, we're going to talk about that on the next show. You guys tune in. No, I'm joking. I'm not going to leave you hanging like that. I'm not that guy. Even though we're approaching 50 minutes, I'm not that guy. I'm going to tell you about it. Here we go. Here we go. Executive Order 14067. Officially titled Ensuing, I'm sorry, Ensuring Responsible Development for Digital Assets. I'm not going to read this verbatim. This is what it was. Biden signed an executive order on March 9th of 22. And the whole point of the executive order was for them to address the potential, <laughs> potential, potential implications of what was going to happen with cryptocurrencies. Why does that matter? It had nothing to do with Bitcoin and Dogecoin and this coin and that coin and coin this and coin that. It has nothing to do with that. It was all about CBDCs. Okay. Why did he sign this executive order? The executive order aims at developing a digital asset policy plan that organizes federal regulators' efforts in this area. The order outlines five main goals, which includes protection of consumers and investors, monetary stability, decreasing financial and national security risk, economic competitiveness, and responsible innovation. It also asks for more to be done with developing a United States central bank digital currency, CBDCs. Boom. What happened last week? You had this bank crash and that bank crash and here a bank, there a bank, every bank's crashing, right? Do you guys know what tomorrow is? Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> tomorrow. So the Beatles did a song yesterday. So we're going to do tomorrow. Tomorrow we are fucked so bad. Tomorrow's the implementation of ISO 
2022-20022. What is that, Don? That is where the world, essentially, 11,000 institutions, and institutions aren't mental institutions where you probably think and listen to this, whereas where I belong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those are your banking institutions around the world. 200 plus countries are implementing implementing ISO 20022. That happens tomorrow, the 20th of March, 2023. What is it, Don? So you guys have heard of the SWIFT currency. So we're moving essentially what this does. You move from local to global. Now, on a mainstream situation, you'll hear that it's going to make it easier for people to purchase goods globally. Okay? But essentially what it is, is the introduction of CBDCs worldwide. And you have a situation now with countries, and we've talked about the BRICS nations. Right, BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, South, South Africa. In addition to those five, you have uh, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, Mexico's looking to get in, um, Iran, uh, now Zimbabwe. You think, oh, who's Zimbabwe? I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? It matters. What is the BRICS systems? BRICS systems takes everybody. I've said this before. We've really talked about this recently a lot, that the U.S. dollar is the world currency. We in America don't think about this. And, and the reason I say that is the majority of, of us and the majority of people listening to this, and I'm not trying to rub salt in anybody and make you feel lesser than a person, but not for nothing, the majority of us have probably never left this country. Okay? And that's fine. I don't blame you. I have no passion to leave this country and go looking anywhere and go touristing anywhere else. I've been to Canada and that's that's good enough for me. But even so, in Canada, you can use your American money. Most countries around this world, you can use your American money. The US dollar is the quote-unquote global currency. I've said this before, if the US currency goes kaput so goes the global situation so <clears throat> with banks crashing with money crashing this crashing that crashing here's your push into cbdc's and i'm not just talking about in this country now most people would ask the question what does it matter cbdc's who cares so we go from carrying cash and instead we just have a card and, da, 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 da. and i get it because we have been, we have been, uh, what's the word I want to use here? We have been convenienceized. I know that's not a word. It's a detom word of the day. It's it's a word that, okay, I'm I'm about to be 50 years old. So let's just assume that you guys are anywhere from 40 to 70 years old. And you'll understand what I'm talking about. When you were young, you probably paid cash for everything when you were a kid you had a dollar you went down to the convenience store buy some you know soda and something 
a snack or whatever, play some video games, whatever. Your parents paid bills with checks, right? As you became an adult, you did the same thing. But as you became like into your, like when I was in my 20s, early 20s, they introduced this thing called a debit card. Ooh. So it's kind of like a credit card, but it comes out of your bank account. It's so much more convenient. You don't have to write checks. And everyone's like, cool. And uh, everyone got a debit card. If you had a checking account at whatever bank, you got a debit card. Cool. That makes it easier. I don't have to write a check. And uh, to this point, you go to the grocery store today, there's always that one old-ass lady that's writing a check. Right? You know, what the fuck are you writing a check for? Use your card. Use your phone. Convenience. So CBDC can look in, in that same state. It's the next level. We went from credit cards back in the 60s to debit cards back in the early 90s to using your phone in the 2000s to CBDC. What's the big deal, Don? We don't have to worry about carrying cash. You don't go to the ATM. You don't have to worry about that stuff. And when they shut the system down and say, okay, we're going to give you one digital credit for every $1 you have in the bank, everything's fine. Everything's fine now. Conspiracy theorists will tell you that if you have... You know, 10 grand in the bank. Oh, look at there. We don't know that you had 10 grand, so we're just going to give you five. Okay, whatever. But let's just assume that's not the case. Let's assume everything's legit and they're going to give you one digital currency for every one dollar you have in the bank. Let's just assume that's the case. So you have 10 grand in the bank. You have five. I know I shouldn't say that because people are like, 10 grand. I wish I had 10 grand in the bank. Let's say you have $1,000 in the bank. Okay, so you're going to get. Uh, you know, Mr. Smith, you have $1,000. We're switching you over from dollars to, to CBDCs. You have 1,000 currency tokens. Cool. Most people aren't going to bat an eye. And that's what they're hoping for, is that if 100 people, out of 100 people, if 98 of them, like, whatever, then the other two are going to look like fucking conspiracy theorists and idiots and all oh, this is bullshit. And the reason those two people are going to look like crazies is because those two people, much like me and you guys hopefully listening to this, haven't shut it off and thought this motherfucker is out of his mind. He's drinking too much whiskey, and you're probably right, but here we go. Um, here's the problem with all of that. We've heard stories about Bank of America, Visa, MasterCard, uh, Discover, um, tracking your purchases. Now, obviously, they track your purchases. Um you if uh, okay I'll yeah, whatever I bank with Bank of America what are you going to do and it doesn't matter if you bank with the, the local bank if they have online banking okay and you use your debit card and you go to McDonald's and buy a cheeseburger it's going to and you can look at your fucking uh your transaction history online and it says oh he went to McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger right oh he went to the gun store and bought ammo oh he went to the gun store and bought a gun. Oh, he went to wherever and bought whatever. They're already tracking you. Now, whether they take that information and turn it over, I get it. Here's going to be the key. And this can still happen even with credit cards and debit cards and whatever. Go to gun store. I'm going to Billy Bob's gun store. I'm going to buy me a new AR-15. The fuck you are. Right? But I passed the background check. Everything's legit. Oh, look at that. Your card didn't go through. But I got 10000 uh, you know, CBDC credits. I'm good. The gun was only 500 CBDC credits. Yeah. About that. We don't feel like you should own a gun. But it's my Second Amendment right. Yeah, about that Second Amendment right. We don't care. 
if you're going to bank here with us at Bank of America, Chase, Wells Fargo, uh, Bank A, B, C, D, or E, because we just got rid of all the regional banks. You didn't miss, did you miss that last week where we're crashing all the regional banks? Right. So anyway, while we're crashing all the regional banks and, we're, and you're no longer allowed to carry cash because cash is worthless, it's all about CBDCs. We feel that you don't deserve that gun or that ammunition or that uh, food supply. And we've also recognized that, you know, it's only you and your wife in that house. And uh, we realized that you just bought 10 pounds of meat or 20 cans of vegetables or 20, you know, whatever. Your, your allotment for going grocery shopping is suspended for the next two weeks. What? Right. But it's my money. Well, is it? Because technically, the money is actually loaned to you by the Federal Reserve. What do you mean it's loaned to me? I worked. I busted my ass for that money. Technically, yeah. But the money that you received is a Federal Reserve currency, which you actually paid a tax on. Not your federal, re- not your federal tax, not your federal income tax, but your FICA. FICA is a federal... Uh, reserve tax that you actually pay to the Federal Reserve, who is a third entity that really isn't federal. It's actually a private party bank that you're borrowing the money from. To Wait, wait a second. So I just worked 45 hours. I worked 50 hours this week to make my paycheck, but you're telling me that I'm being taxed 10% of that check because I'm borrowing the money from the Federal Reserve because you got... What? Yeah. Yeah. And since you're technically not even really making that money it's loaned to you by the federal reserve thus your tax you uh you're not allowed to buy that gun sorry and since it's just you and the wife in the house and you've already bought enough food for the next month we're not gonna let you buy any more food but but i'm stocking up because pcgc on the on the don't trend america show just said that uh that I needed to, yeah, well, we just shut his show off. Oh, what? hello? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why this is important, guys. Wake the fuck up. Where are we going, guys? Where are you at? Are you guys awake yet? Please tell me you're waking up. The shit is about to hit the fan, and you guys aren't paying attention. And, and I shouldn't say you guys, because if you're listening, you're probably paying attention, and hopefully you're doing some of the things I'm talking about. But we we are in the middle of a magic trick. And the magician showing us, look over here, we got Trump fucking a porn star. Oh wait, look over here, we got Biden taking money from the Chinese, our enemies, allegedly. And in the middle, you're getting fucked because the Federal Reserve, who technically isn't federal, (laughs) it's a private entity owned by the powers that be. (laughs) The Rothschilds. Go back and listen to uh, Bloodlines of the Illuminati, which I got a banger for you coming up when I go on vacation, guys. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, (laughs) we're being fucking swindled. And fleeced to the highest amount. We, okay, if you've ever seen The Matrix. Okay, you remember The Matrix? They had the people, they lived in the pods, and they were energy for the machines, right? That was what you call a a symbolism. Okay? And that symbolism was we are the the, uh, creatures in the pods creating energy for the machine, even though technically 
our matrix is our matrix isn't like it was in the movies. We we are not beings that are living in a pod, creating energy so the machines can operate. We are worker bees living in a pod, financing these people. If you work a job, and if if you are fortunate, let me put it this way: if you're fortunate enough to work a job where you can get paid cash, you supply a, a service of some sort. And people pay you cash. Cash, period. Not, uh, I take credit cards, I have a square on my iPhone, I get paid like that. Not that. You have no record of your transactions. You get paid cash. So I guess drug dealers. (laughs) God, you're doing all right because, you know what, there's no transaction of you making any money. Therefore, the the Rothschilds don't get their fair, fair shake. The... 13 bloodlines don't get their fucking uh, vig, so to speak. We, most of America, and, and I say America let's, I'm, because that's what I know, work a job wherever you work. Whether you're working at McDonald's or you're a CEO at a fucking Fortune 500 company. You make 10 bucks an hour, you make $100,000 a year. You get a paycheck every week, every two weeks, whenever you get paid. And you, let's say you make uh, $1,000 a week. You might pay 10%. Well, you might pay uh, 80 bucks to Uncle Sam. You know, you get your check, right? You have what? You have income tax. You have FICA. You have Social Security. Forget about if you have medical or 401k or stock or whatever, forget about all that. Those three things. So oh, I get my income tax. I get to claim that on my taxes and I get most of that money back, none of that money back, all that money back, whatever. You don't get to claim the FICA. What's FICA? I just told you. That's Federal Reserve tax. Why am I paying a tax to Federal Reserve? Because you're borrowing money. But I earn this money. No, not really. Social Security tax. Well, Social Security tax, that's fine because when I'm 60 whatever, whatever it is when they when you get to that point, I'll get that money back. You know, I can look every year around your birthday. They send you a statement if you're in that mix. And it'll say, oh, if you retire when you're 65 or whatever the age is, you'll make, you know, $2,000 a month, $5,000 a month, depending on what your income is and how much you've paid into the system over your time. Or if you were to go out and be disabled right now, you would make, you know, this amount. Cool, so I'm paying in, I'll get that back. It's kind of like a retirement fund. But what have we heard recently? Oh, we might get rid of Social Security. Oh, the Republicans want to get rid of Social Security. Democrats want to get rid of Social Security. Well, the reason that is is because... Let me take a drink here for this one. Mm. Oh. Ooh. All right. What did we just hear about these banks that crashed last week? Okay. These banks crashed. Why? Because they take your money. You're, you're a depositor at uh, Silicon Valley Bank, right? And you have, you know, $100,000 in the bank. You're good. You're covered under the FDIC. What are you worried about? Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, I put 100000 I got $100,000 in the bank. Because I'm mid-level McGillicuddy at Twitter, whatever. 
Silicon Valley Bank takes your 100000 because it's not liquid. It's virtual, digital. It's a number on a piece of paper. Then they, in turn, take your money, buy stocks, not really stocks, but they buy uh, uh, <clears throat> bonds, essentially, from the federal government. And let's say that federal government's getting 5% on every $100. So they take your money, they buy 10,000 shares, you're, you're gonna, and then that's how you make interest. Oh, we're going to give you, for every $10,000 you have in the bank, you're going to get a percent, uh, extra percent of interest. So, oh, okay, I got, in the meantime, they're actually making 5% for every 10 grand. They're paying you a percent, they're keeping four. Okay. You don't know any better. You don't think about it. It's like whatever, whatever. But the problem is, is when those stocks devalued, or those bonds, I should say, devalued because interest rates went high, they devalued under the amount that they put in. So if they invested your hundred thousand, now those things are only worth eighty. They're short twenty grand, right? But you technically still have eighty grand, or I'm sorry, a hundred grand. That's where all this issue came from. Similar to what the government is doing with Social Security. They're taking our Social Security. And I'm not even talking about the, the people that are getting paid. Like my mom, for example, makes however much she makes every month from Social Security. Because she is 70 years old and, you know, whatever. I'm talking about the people like us who aren't of that age who are paying into the system. They're taking our money, investing it in different situations... And you have all this stuff going on. The system's going away because our federal government, Republican, Democrats, it doesn't matter, is spending more money than they're intaking. There's only two ways, period. I don't care what politician tells you. There is only two ways to fix that problem. Number one, stop spending money. Number two, raise taxes. Now, what do you think is going to happen? Or, I'm going to leave you on this note. Or, do we flip the switch on the CBDCs, crash the market, and your 10000 100000 200000 500000 you have in the bank disappears. We're going to just swap it out with digital currency. Take your cash put into the system and say fuck you probably the latter anyway guys you guys I'm going to go ahead and close it out on that note it is Sunday March 19th 2023 guys please whatever podcast if you listen to I know this was a banger of a show I know you loved it I know you loved it you probably get I know you loved it guys hit that follow button share this with your friends Tell them how fucking awesome this show is. And uh, give us a good rating. Follow us on social media. Don't tread on America. And if you're not, follow us on the uh, website at Don't Tread on America. Subscribe to the show. Like I said, you have any questions, concerns, uh, stuff you want to send me, you can do it from there. I read my emails every day. Trust me when I say that because I have issues that I have to read that. I can't stand my mailbox having a number one or greater next to it. I'm a little crazy. If you haven't, then I'll figure that out. All right, guys, you have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Wednesday.